Welcome to the Locala Podcast. This is episode 14. Just that you people should never give up, you know, like just because you have one dream, like stay and do what you're passionate about. You know, if you find that one thing that you enjoy doing, it doesn't ever feel like you're working and it makes you a much happier and nicer person to the people around you. Hello, everybody. I'm Lisa Anderson, your host and publisher of Locala Magazine. Before we head over to our guest today, I'm going to go ahead and thank our sponsor, which is Your Place Mortgage and Title. You can visit them at www.yourplaceocala.com to learn more about their services. But today, we do have someone back on the couch that we've interviewed earlier this year in the magazine. Her name is Heather Mason. She is from The Fiery Chef. She is a manager over that way. And when we talked to her back in March, she we focused mostly on her 2020 story and what she did during the COVID pandemic and lockdown and all that kind of stuff. So I'm excited to be able to share more of her story today. So welcome, Heather. Thank you for having me, Lisa. Yeah. So, okay. Well, why don't we go ahead and start easy. Okay. And tell everybody what you do over at The Fiery Chef. I am the manager. I give all of our new customers a tour, explain the store, um, cash everyone out. I have started doing contracts over the last year for our caterings. Um, I head up all of our caterings. It's either like Felix or I that are there. So I'm pretty much like his right-hand person for everything other than cooking. All right. And in case anybody doesn't know, tell them what exactly is the Fiery Chef. So the Fiery Chef is a gourmet, ready-to-eat meals business with a full-service catering company. So we specialize in healthy meals. Um, We specialize in gluten-free meals. So we carry like classic, keto, paleo, Whole30, vegan, vegetarian meals, individual meals that you throw in your microwave for two to three minutes and get to enjoy Chef Felix's food at home. Perfect. And then you do catering, you do um, orders, and you have a storefront. Yeah. Okay. All right. So that is the Fiery Chef. And when we we sat down and talked to you back in March, um, you you talked about um, you had basically just transitioned there just before the pandemic right before the pandemic is when we opened so yeah so you guys have hung in there (laughs) through it all yeah you know we have it's been you know it's kind of a struggle you don't know what's going to happen you know I mean the whole world shut down no one knew what was going to happen but it has been an amazing ride too yeah so yeah that's fun cool well, let's okay. So now we got past the easy part. Yep. <laughs> now I'm going to get all personal on you. Okay. <laughs> so Heather, you are one of the unicorns, aren't you? That was born and raised here, if I remember correctly. No. no? I oh am gosh. Not a oh gosh. Okay. Wrong, Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> You're good. You're good. No. Um, my mom was born and raised in Florida, but I was born in Virginia and moved. All over all the time. Okay. So I've lived a little bit of everywhere except for the West Coast. Okay. So. All right. So what um, was the moving? Were you a military family or just just moving all over the place? Just moving. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, so when did you get to the Ocala area? We moved here when my mom married. Well, she started dating my stepdad. It was the summer before sixth grade. Okay. So, okay. so you've been here like a 11. while, though. Yeah. yeah <laughs> I have, like, over 20 years. I okay. went to middle school, high school, you know, college, everything. Yeah. So yeah. 
this is my home. I tell everyone Ocala is my home. Yeah, absolutely. So, so I think, you know, so many people in the area know who you are because you have um, done a lot of service industry as far as being in a waitress mm-hmm. and hostess. Um, and then, of course, working with Chef Felix. Mm-hmm. Um, and But I don't know that a lot of people kind of know what your background is. No. And I think it's going to shock a lot of people. <laughs> Because I remember being very shocked, too. So can you tell us a little bit about what your degree is in? Yes. So um, right before I turned 30, I was trying to find a job and, you know, needed to go back to work. Was done being a stay-at-home mom and decided to go to school. And when I went to school the first time, my dad kind of pushed me into going for business. And I didn't want to do business. So I dropped out, got married, had kids, and went back for psychology. So I actually have a bachelor's degree in psychology. I got it from St. Leo University um, down in the main campus. That was that was my plan. Like I was the practice manager for a psychologist, a doctor of psychology actually in Tampa, um, and working part-time at Red Lobster when Felix said he was opening the store, and I left it all for him. Wow. So that's yeah. I mean, what a um, different career shifts, mm-hmm. you know, to be mindset and stuff. And I also went back to school at 30. So I See? know what that's like. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and um, how old were your kids when you went back? Ooh, so I am 39 now. Okay. My daughter is 17. My son is almost 16. So yeah. young. So like, young. Yeah, yeah. They had just gone back to school oh, then pretty much. Pretty yeah. much. They, um, I want to say my daughter was in like third or fourth, third grade mm-hmm. when I started school and my son was in um, first grade. Okay. So. What was that like for them as a transition? Were you already working back working Um, or were you still kind of stay at home there whenever they needed you shortly after I um started going back to school is when I started serving at night again um kind of did both at the same time so I went to school during the day and then worked at night but they were used to me. I was that mom that, like, I did PTO, I did SAC, um, I volunteered all of the time. I went on all of the field trips, and that was an adjustment because yeah. when I started going to school, I couldn't do it anymore. You know, I mean, I went to school full time. Yeah. Uh, so it Plus was working. hard. Plus work. Yeah. And, and kids and everything. It was, yeah. it was hard. But, you know, they – I think that they were young enough that they, you know, under – kind of understood mommy's trying to you know help us have a better life Mm -hmm. and make things better for us and my daughter understood it you Mm -hmm. know I mean she's gung-ho she loves school she wants to be a surgeon when she grows up you know like she her plan is college um and I think that me going back kind of helped instill that in her so absolutely I have to tell you that I truly admire because I did the opposite I was working during the day and then taking school at night okay um and I did um an accelerated program okay um so it was basically like working two full-time jobs right and um and I think no matter what level of school you're at it feels that way Mm -hmm. anyway oh it does and (laughs) I remember there were several people in my class I did an online class but there were several people that had kids Mm -hmm. and I'm like I don't know how you're able to do this with children and and so I really admire the people that are able to go back and do that because I think that's next level Mm -hmm. you know I think it's really next level I um wound up uh sheer miracle becoming a valid 
valedictorian. Okay. And I think the only reason I did was because I was able to get my work in on time. Mm-hmm. And I remember seeing all the talented people in my class going, I bet you the only reason they didn't get their stuff in on time for this level mm-hmm. of it wasn't because of the talent. It was because they were helping their family put food on the table or do some sort of emergency or, you know, yeah. so I didn't have that. And I'm just like, that is just amazing that they went through it and still came out, oh, you yeah. know, with their degree and everything. Well, I, um, actually I did a lot more than just school. Like, I mean, I was not valedictorian, but I did have chords. Um, I was the director of membership for Mm -hmm. Phi Theta Kappa when I went to CF. And then um, I wasn't a director on the board or anything, but I did Psychi at um, St. Leo, which, you know, people don't know, Phi Theta Kappa is PTK. It's the International Honor Society for Community Colleges or state, however they call it now. Yeah. Um, And then Psychi is the International Honor Society of Psychology Students. Wow. So, yeah. You know, you were heavily involved in doing all that kind of stuff, too. A lot of sleep deprivation. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Do you, um, are you a night owl or are you a morning person? (laughs) I'm definitely a night owl. Yeah. (laughs) Definitely a night owl. I will catch myself reading until like two or three o'clock in the morning and I have to like set my phone down because (laughs) I have to wake up early now. For years, I didn't have to, you know, I mean, I'd wake up, take my kids to school and go to sleep, but now I'm like up and working. Yeah. Yeah. So, (laughs) so we talked about what it was like for your kids to have that transition. What was it like for you? To go to school and yeah, work to be and that do busy everything. suddenly, yeah. Because, um, I mean, be, being a mom is busy, but if they had been in school a little bit, you got a little bit of a break. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah you did. I, I got a little bit – well, I cleaned a lot when I was home. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the transition, it was – I was really tired, you know. Yeah. It's, it's hard. It really is. Like, I didn't imagine how hard it was going to be, and I think a lot of people, like – I'm really good at hiding stuff internally, mm-hmm. um, and a lot of people didn't understand, but I had a lot of help. You know, yeah. my husband was there. My daughter, you know, was there. Like, she was good. She she helped out as much as she could. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, she was really young, but, yeah, yeah. but she did, you know. I mean, she was learning, you know, third, fourth, fifth grade. You're growing up. She started cooking dinner in middle school. Mm-hmm. Um, my husband was there. I wouldn't have been able to do it if I didn't have him. Yeah, so yeah. I did have a very good support system that helped, but it was tiring, yeah, um, stressful, and a lot of no sleep. Yeah. <laughs> I was in a lot of no sleep. A lot of nights staying up writing, you know, 12 to 20 page papers yeah. that I procrastinated and waited until like the last couple of days. And that's not, it's not fluffy stuff either. Psychology, no. that oh, is, no, you know, that's a lot of deep diving and oh, did, a lot of research. Yeah. And did you guys do, um, did you have to do anatomy classes too? I on did. Top of that? I yeah. did um, a lot of like, what is it? Physiology, um, sensory and perception, and that all of it, like yeah. all, all of it, stuff that you wouldn't even imagine. But then thinking about it, like I was like, if I was going into psychiatry, maybe I would understand having to learn all of that. But I didn't get it at first until mm-hmm. I saw that, like, yeah, it's anatomy, but anatomy of the brain, or you know, like what your eyes are seeing that can make you know, people think differently. Yeah. So it was a lot of science that I did not know I would be taking. <laughs> and that's when I would have failed. <laughs> I, I I did pretty good. I did, um, there were, you know, a couple times at, at CF when I didn't make, you know, the greatest grades in a class, but most of the time it was 
pretty up there. Um, yeah. I did take biology twice. I will say that. You know so. what? But you did it. Yeah. <laughs> you did it. That's that amazing. Yeah. Thank you. Um, now, I heard you mention a couple of times that you still kind of use your degree in what you do. So oh, yes. how do you do that? Um, you know, when new customers come in, I'm I'm really good. I won't say like really good at reading people, mm-hmm. but I use, you know, a lot of what I see on how I respond to them. And I think it helped me become a little more open-minded and it made it so I could, you know, talk to anyone or relate to anyone. And it helps a yeah. lot. It really does. Like I didn't realize how much psychology was like in customer service until I started utilizing it like that. Yeah. So yeah, that's really cool. Well, we're going to take a quick moment and go ahead and thank our sponsor really fast. Today's episode is brought to you by Your Place Mortgage and Title, your everything agency. Purchasing a home should be as easy as one, two, three. At Your Place Mortgage and Title, we offer professional realty services through Professional Realty of Ocala, mortgage and commercial loan services, and title services. We pride ourselves on customer service and education. Contact us today to learn how we can make your home buying and selling process a pleasant one. Visit www.yourplaceocala.com to learn more. Well, can you tell me what your path was like getting to um, where you are now, getting to that psychology degree? So can you back up a little bit into your teens and, and uh, <laughs> early 20s? Yeah. Um, I always wanted to be like a counselor or a therapist. Like that was in high school. I took sociology senior year. I took AP psychology and I had the best teacher in the world. Like I will always remember Mr. Maxwell and he is him and his little little Miata. <laughs> you know, he was he was the most awesome like hippie teacher you would ever meet. Um and he was like who I wanted to be, you know, like he inspired me and he made me love psychology just in his sociology class. That's why I took the AP psychology class. Um, and my parents didn't think it was a real job, you know, like it's not a real job. You're not going <laughs> to, you know, yeah, yeah. Cause that, well, if you're, I think you're just <coughs> slightly younger than me, so yeah. it would have been early 2000s, late I, yeah. 90s. Yeah. I graduated in 2001. Yeah. So, yeah. um, and my dad, you know, owns a business and he, thinks business is what everyone should go for. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, lucrative. It's something. um, And I just had no interest, really. I mean, I do help run the Fiery Chef, but I don't do any of the billing or anything like that, you know? So I'm not, like, actually on that part of it. Right. Um, But it it was not my passion. I did not like it. And I dropped out of college after I went back and – Met my husband when I was 19, got married when I was 20, had my first child, or got pregnant, had my first child at 21. So I just worked. Yeah. I worked in restaurants because it was easier. You know, we didn't want to do daycare, childcare. Um, my husband worked for my dad for a really long time. And so he worked during the day. I would work at night in restaurants and, you know, we would switch off. So we never had to do daycare. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think too, when you're first starting out, that's, it's hard to do daycare because it pretty much takes your whole paycheck. It does. You know, so if you can make it work that way, you know, (laughs) definitely. Especially for two kids. Yeah. Yeah. So what was that like for, I mean, like, 
if you were here from middle school on, you obviously had some friends around the area. So what was it like for you to be here as a young mom and your friends are mostly off to, to school? It was it was hard. Um, I actually started a play group. It was called we called it Babies Group when we first started it. It was when Yahoo used to do those like play groups or like groups of anything, and um, I met moms. Yeah, you know it was a lot of fun. I enjoyed it, um, and then I actually made a lot of really great friends from it. You know, some I still talk to right now, Mm -hmm. some I do not. (laughs) Some some I run into. One of them, their husband was actually one of my professors at CF. So that was pretty cool. Um, As they started getting older, we changed it from babies group to the Kids of Ocala play group because we had grown. Like our kids weren't babies anymore. Yeah. And, you know, they were toddlers and it kind of fizzled out once they started school. But, um, that really helped me, you know, it gave me a bunch of people for support that were going through the same thing because none of my friends had kids, you know, none of my friends from school had kids. We all kind of just lost contact after that. You know, Mm -hmm. you get married and start having babies when everyone else is out partying because I mean, I literally got pregnant right when I turned 21 and I could not go out and do that. No. Um, but it helped. It was a great support system. Mm -hmm. Um, we had a lot of fun and the kids, you know, instead of having to go to daycare, they still got that social interaction. Yeah. That's very helpful. Definitely. I think that, um, any mom at any level should have that kind of support really. And, and, um, I know we were, um, uh, I'm lucky to know you outside of this room as well. So Mm -hmm. I know we were out for a drink the other night and you were asking some parenting advice. I'm like, I am the wrong person. I have no (laughs) kids. Any advice I give you is just out of my own head thinking this is how I would be as a parent, but I have no experience. And you're like, that's what being a parent is. It is. It's you just, (laughs) you learn as you go, you know, like, I mean, there are plenty of books you can buy, but no, no two children are the same, you know, like, I mean, both of my kids, they have the same mom, they have the same dad, they were brought up exactly the same way. And they are two different, like human beings, totally different. And (laughs) you just, you don't know, you know, and what works with one kid does not work with the other. (laughs) So, you know, you can write a book, it won't work. It's true. I remember my mom always um, teasing my sister and I that so my sister's older and she's always been a book nerd from like probably day okay. one out of the birth canal there. Right. <laughs> and um, but she was always the quiet, silent one. And and uh, mom was like, she couldn't throw a temper tantrum. She goes, she tried. She saw some another little girl try, <laughs> do it and get her way at church because they were trying to keep her quiet. Okay. So she tried. She said she was so uncoordinated. We were trying not to laugh at her. <laughs> and she goes, but you had that coordination. No problem. That's hilarious. <laughs> That's you awesome. know, but um, yeah. So, okay. So we're early childhood doing all that kind of stuff. Um, so that kind of tells us how you got into the service industry mm-hmm. doing that. So I know you've worked with Chef Felix a couple of times. Can mm-hmm. you tell us about that journey a little bit? Oh, I loved working for Chef. Um, I worked with him at the Braised Onion. I stayed there even after he left because quite a few people left. And so I didn't want to be like, you know, the one I'll leave to. Um, and I had just started working for him when he left. Like I had only been at the Braised Onion for a few months. Okay. Um, and then I started helping out doing caterings at um, Mesa while I was still working at the Braised Onion. And I was 
going and traveling to St. Leo and the drive was ridiculous and I was making more money working less hours working there Mm -hmm. and it just seemed obvious and I admire Felix. I love his cooking. It is amazing. (laughs) He's such a great chef. Um, He's funny. He's a great boss and so I had no issue like going and working where he was you know when you believe in a product or you believe in someone like you're I guess a better employee I want to say yeah um and he has helped me a lot you know he he guides me he's teaching me how to do all the catering contracts like three years ago we never would have thought that would have happened and now it is yeah so So growing in a in a different way so where do you kind of see yourself going with with this I mean well I tell every well I've told Felix since we opened the store that um we're we're gonna go national like we will I I plan on it and he will be (laughs) the the plan was he was gonna be the CEO someone else was gonna be the COO and I was gonna be the head of like HR and marketing and everything Mm and um that's not the plan anymore so you know yeah who knows but I do want to help grow the business and make it national and be somewhere up there yeah. you know yeah so so entirely different from where you saw yourself yeah. at 30 when you started it your is, degree yeah. you know it is it is totally different but I love what I do and like my family laughs at me because people will ask me how much I work or how many hours I work and and I tell them and they're a little astounded you know and a lot of it is at home it's not like you know I'm working yeah but between the store and caterings and contracts and networking I do I I work a lot but it doesn't it doesn't feel like work you know and I was talking to my daughter about how like all these people call in all the time or you know she doesn't go to school I don't understand like how people can call in so much and not even just like with us but like in general you know you hear about it I hear about it from all of our business partners you know like all the time and my daughter's like, yeah, but mom, you love your job. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's it's a very rare thing. I think when you are not connected, it, you know, sometimes um, even if you're not ill, it's more, it's more like you're, you feel ill because you don't want to go to a place you're not happy yeah. at. And I think that's where it comes from. Cause I've definitely worked in, <laughs> in those types <laughs> of environments. Let me tell you. And there were many mornings where I'm going, am I sick? I might be sick today. <laughs> You know, but I think when you definitely, whether you're the business owner or you work for somebody that you're, or a company that you're truly passionate about, it does make a huge difference. Absolutely. It does. And I think, I think that's such a great um, compliment between you because you guys, because you get to um, be a major part of the business without actually having to be the business owner, which can Mm -hmm. take off a lot of stress as well. You know, of course still stressful because you're managing a business, <laughs> but you know, let's not downplay that but part, but it's stressful. not, yeah, it's a different type of, exactly. of stress and, and yeah. stuff. So how many hours do you think you average? It depends on the week. Um, I'd say 40 hours at the store, um, give or take some between caterings and everything else. I tell people I work like 60 to 70 hours a week, and that might be exaggerating just a little bit, but honestly, some weeks, no, it, it's like 60 to 70 hours Yeah, well, a week. especially if you do caterings on the weekend exactly, and everything, too. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. at night, and yeah. you know, and it's not every week that it's like that, mm-hmm. but a lot of weeks it is, especially during catering season. Yeah. Like, it is. And yeah. I do contracts from home, too, and, you know, it's like sometimes I'll – 
write down that like I worked four hours from home and I really worked like six or seven, but Felix laughs at me and tells me I take too long on contracts sometimes because I second guess myself and I'll like do it and then I'll redo it and then I'll redo it because I'm like, no, that's not okay. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll like redo the same contract like three times in one night. Yeah. So, so are you a bit of a pre- perfectionist I am super OCD when it comes to certain things if you look at my car you look at my house you will not think that but um I also have ADHD so like I everything is in a spot like I know where it is and how I want it and how I want it to stay there and then anyone else messes with it and then it's like where's my stuff like it was right there I know it was it was in those papers (laughs) but it's gone um but no super super you know with work definitely with school I was the same way you know but do do you find that the service industry plays a little easier for ADHD or do you find that it's more stressful to manage your ADHD in that environment? I don't know. I'd never really thought about it. Um, I like it because sometimes it gets so busy and I am just so busy going that I don't even pay attention. Like I think it kind of helps in that aspect. Yeah. Where you're able to jump from one thing to another and that's kind of what your brain does naturally. Yeah. Like I could... I'll, it's it's so funny. Like I'll be sitting there doing something at work and then the phone will ring or a customer will come in and then I totally forget what I was doing and then go start doing something else. <laughs> and then I'm like, oh wait, I'm supposed to be doing this. So it's a, it is a constant struggle when yeah. it comes to that. But I, I enjoy like being busy, you yeah. know, it's like that feeling that, I don't know. I think I said it in the interview for the magazine. Like it's that like that rush, that intensity that like gives you kind of like, I don't, I don't want to say like a high, but kind of like a high, like you are just on top of the world because you can manage all of this at one time, you yeah. know, and it is, I don't know. I like it. <laughs> you also have a really big passion for people. Mm-hmm. And I think that probably helps a lot too. Um, where does that passion come from? Do you think? I honestly don't know. I moved around a lot as a kid, Mm -hmm. um, and I always had to make new friends. Mm -hmm. And so I I don't know. I always – my mom worked a lot. Um, She was – I'll say she was a single mom off and on. But um, she worked a lot. So it was just me a lot, and so I enjoy being surrounded by people. Um, my husband is not like that. Like he likes to be at home and I want to be like out with everyone. Mm -hmm. Um, it just, I don't know, I guess it kind of grounds me. I get bored if I'm just sitting at home, but then I'll read for like hours. (laughs) So it doesn't matter. (laughs) So you find something to fill the time with anyway. Yeah. yeah, But people like, it's just, I don't know. I think being friendly and nice, like I was always taught to act how you want to be, you know, treated or treat people the way you want to be treated. And sometimes I let people walk all over me because I'm nice and I'm friendly and I just don't want to upset people, but I enjoy them around me. Yeah. I found, I don't know if you found this, um, as, because like I said, we're about the same age, Mm -hmm. but, um, as the decades progress, the less you feel like letting people walk all over you. Because by then you're like, you know what? <laughs> I love people, but that's not happening. Yeah. And, and it's easier to drop the people that do that. Do oh, you it find is. that too? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I will be best friends with someone. But if you do something, like, I'll give you a chance and a chance and a chance. But mm-hmm. after a while, it's like, I'm just, 
I'm done. Yeah. No more. And there are several people, even in my adult life, that were friends of mine when I was younger. Mm -hmm. And I had to drop them. I just couldn't have the toxicity in my life. Yeah. So family members as well. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I, I think that's one of my favorite things about getting older is is that knowledge and that comfort of mm-hmm. yourself and self-worth as you go and understanding where your time is should be valued mm-hmm. and stuff. So, well, Heather, we're almost to the end already. Okay. I wow. can't believe it. I know. <laughs> but I do have one last question. If you don't have an answer, that's all right. Okay. Um, but is there anything that you wanted to address that I did not ask you? I don't know. I don't think there's anything that I need to address. Um, just that you people should never give up, you know, like just because you have one dream, like stay and do what you're passionate about. You know, if you find that one thing that you enjoy doing, it doesn't ever feel like you're working and it makes you a much happier and nicer person to the people around you. So, well, that's beautiful. Well, thank you so much, Heather, for joining me. I'm so happy to have you here. Thank you for having me, Lisa. So everybody, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. Once again, I'm Lisa Anderson, your host and publisher of Locala Magazine. I want to thank our sponsor, Your Place Mortgage and Title. You can find them at www.yourplaceocala.com. We'll have that list the link in the description below. Um, and we'll also go ahead and link to the article that we did on Heather back in March. But if you want to see any of our magazine articles, you can visit www.localamag.com to learn more. Once again, thank you for joining us here on the Locala podcast, where we focus on connections through stories. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Locala podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please go ahead, like, share, and download. Your support is truly appreciated.